Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man walah. Ashadu an la ilaha illallah, wa ashadu anna muhammadan rasulullah. My dear brothers and sisters, respectable audience, I am addressing you from the mihrab of al-masjid al-aqsa. The recent military confrontations are unprecedented in terms of the weapons and artillery launched at Jewish entity since October 1973 when the war broke out between Egypt and this entity. Approximately 50 years of no war, no peace status have given the entity a unique opportunity to strengthen itself and behave arrogantly with the unarmed Muslims in Palestine in general, in general and with their Muslim brothers in Al-Quds, including Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa. The situation has drastically deteriorated during the last 10 days of the holy month of Ramadan, where Jewish police assaults on worshippers in Al-Aqsa have become a daily practice involving beating them and shooting rubber bullets and tear gas grenades on their bodies and gatherings. These brutal behaviors side by side with the decision of the so-called Supreme Court's decision to evacuate, to evacuate some Palestinian families from their houses in Sheikh Jarrah and expelling them from lands which they lived on for more than 70 years. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillah, salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wa ala Brothers and sisters, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to our Al-Waqiyah program on this Sunday evening. I'm very pleased and honored to be joined by a very dear brother, a sheikh from Beit al-Maqdis from Jerusalem, who is joining us live. His name is Sheikh Isam Amire, who you may know from seeing his speeches. He was an imam for many years in a masjid in one of the suburbs of Al-Quds. And he regularly still gives a bayan and lessons in and the circles halaqat in al-Masjid al-Aqsa al-Mubarak. Sheikh Isam, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And jazakallah khair for having me tonight. Thank you so much for giving us your time. Uh, 
We've all been watching uh, what happened in Al-Aqsa, in Al-Quds, in Gaza, in the whole of Palestine, occupied Palestine, over the last few weeks. Uh, for us watching from far away, Sheikh Hassan, there's a lot to learn from you who are there in the heart of things. Um, and this evening, inshallah, I, I wanted to speak to you about a few things. First of all, the really how the people in, in uh, Al-Quds and in Palestine generally are viewing the situation after this few weeks of very great trauma. Um, also, I, I think we should talk about some of the geopolitics and the plans of the global powers for that region. And, and finally, I think we should talk about really what Islam says, and maybe you can give us some advice, those of us who are watching from far. So, Bismillah, if we could start, Sheikh. Um, the events we've seen, now there's a ceasefire. What, what's the sentiment amongst the people in uh, Al-Quds that you meet, that you speak to? Uh, even in wider Palestine, you told me the other day that you were traveling outside Al-Quds. So give us some idea of what's going through the people's heads, how, they've, how this has affected them, please. Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala Rasulillah. وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمد رسول الله بارك الله فيك may Allah سبحانه وتعالى bless us all and uh, give us patience and uh, uh, power strength strong iman in order to uh, put up with this uh, deteriorating situation in fact, Masjid Al-Aqsa is something special, not only for people in Palestine, but also for Muslims all over the globe. Now, when uh, the uh, uh, Jewish police uh, uh, assaulted the uh, prayers in Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa, invaded Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa, especially the last 10 days of the uh, Holy Ramadan, uh, this um, created a, uh, an atmosphere of anger amongst uh, Muslims in uh, Palestine, uh, wherever they live, whether in Al-Quds, in uh, Palestine occupied 1948, in uh, West Bank uh, or in Gaza. Now, the, uh, the Gaza uh, people, they have uh, uh, arms which they can use. And uh, when they, uh, the situation in Al-Aqsa and Sheikh Jarrah uh, reached to, the, uh, to its peak, then uh, uh, Hamas and Al-Jihad uh, decided to uh, pass a message to the Jewish entity that you cannot continue abusing people in Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa, invading Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa, expelling people from their uh, homes and lands. <clears throat> so the message this time was strong uh, or stronger than ever they launched about 4,000 rockets. And uh, this is something unprecedented in, in the confrontations between uh, 
the uh, Jews and the uh, Muslims in Palestine. Uh, now, these rockets um, uh, uh, created a state of uh, horror in amongst the uh, the Jews, and uh, they all went uh, underground uh, because they uh, love life more than any other individual, as Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, so they are very keen on uh, staying alive, safe, and sound. Now, uh, uh, the people here were very happy uh, uh, when, this, uh, when these rockets started to be launched on the different areas of the entity. And uh, they, uh, they uh, at least felt that there must be some uh, 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 some uh, I mean uh, uh, some people, some direction, some uh, uh, can that can that can uh, uh, give them a hand. Uh, they want they are weakened people, and we, they want uh, they want the strong people who have uh, weapons, and they can at least threat the uh, uh, the the uh, military uh, uh, power of the Jews in in Palestine. So. Uh, of course, the 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 damage uh, on Gaza was great. Uh, now, after the after the ceasefire took place, uh, people felt that they smell the uh, uh, the uh, victory, even though at a very low uh, rate, but still. It is some sort of uh, victory, and uh, they could come back to Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa and pray there without uh, much uh, teasing or uh, oppressions. Mm -hmm. uh, now, when you talk to people about what's happened, what happened, they would say, uh, Alhamdulillah, uh, uh, there are still uh, uh, Muslims who can harm the Jewish entity uh, and uh, we feel that we can harm them more if the uh, armies in the uh, neighboring uh, states uh, can do something and we can uh, uh, sort the uh, problem once for all if those armies come and uh, involve into real war with the entity and liberate Palestine and liberate Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa. So the, the way people think became a little bit different from the past. So okay. Jazakallah Step forward. Jazakallah khair. Jazakallah khair. Brothers and sisters, uh, I would ask you if you're watching on YouTube or on Facebook, please like and share this and uh, if you want to put your questions 
I will do my best to put them to Sheikh Isam during this show, inshallah. So Sheikh, you're saying that there has been a change in the attitude of people. People felt that there's something different needed. Um, one of the questions that people think about here is, well, do people in Palestine really hope and expect and, and hope for some help from outside? Or um, are they thinking that the kind of resistance they've seen in the last month is, is the answer for them? Uh, definitely it was not an enough answer for them. It was something new, something which they did not uh, 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 get used to it for the last uh, two or three decades. Because they, they, they thought at one uh, stage that the resistance uh, is only uh, public resistance. Uh, by throwing stones and uh, going out into demonstrations and getting arrested. And then, you know, uh, this, be, be, uh, I would say, uh, uh, lowered the morals of the Muslims mm. in Palestine because they saw that the PNA Abbas and his... Uh, uh, punch. They they had some weapons, light weapons, but they never used against the Jews. They mm. they only used it used the, these weapons against the people, because they are employed as um, uh, security uh, agents for the Jews. So uh, w with these rockets. Things changed. People in Palestine felt that, you know, they 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 can they can uh, uh, do better in their resistance, especially if I, I, they can get help from outside. Okay, so so the, 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 you, this 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 link to the outside it's not a it's is it something you're hearing more often or is that something in our imagination from outside here watching no no it's it's something real on the grounds now people now said we cannot liberate palestine from uh, uh, internal from uh, al masjid al aqsa or from sheikh jarrah or from nablus or uh, al khalil or uh, haifa or yafa because they realize that the whole Palestine is under occupation and all the people of Palestine are uh, the hostages. Uh, they are prisoners, but in a big prison. Mm. So uh, any, any hostage needs to be uh, freed or liberated. And they, they, uh, they have every hope that uh, people of power outside Palestine will come one day and uh, do the job of liberating the land. Uh, now, this time, it opened new scopes for, the, for them to think, how can we bring these armies to liberate Palestine? Okay. Because they noticed that the rulers are the real uh, uh, defenders 
for the uh, Jewish entity. Even the civilians, when they wanted to cross the borders from um, uh, the Jordanian side and Lebanese side, mm. even mm. from uh, Sinai side in the south, mm. those who uh, uh, turned them back was the uh, rulers and their, uh, mm. the, the uh, Egyptian, Jordanian and Lebanese police. So mm. people are asking now, uh, uh, these civilians could not come. If they came, they would help. But mm. we don't want civilians. We want military. So mm. the rulers are preventing the civilians. So they are preventing the, the armies, um, obviously, from uh, doing the job. So slowly, slowly, people started to uh, identify their enemy. The, the, the armies are not their enemy. The general public all over the Muslim Islamic world are not their enemy. Uh, so who is their real enemy? Not the occupation. The occupation is something we cannot you know, argue about. But the real enemy, is the, the real uh, uh, obstacle is mm. the uh, rulers of the uh, Islamic world, states. I wanted, I wanted to uh, understand a bit more about the situation in Gaza because um, every few years we hear of these terrible bombings, missiles, what the uh, Zionist occupiers call mowing the grass, mowing the lawn, in a very disgusting terminology that they use for killing human beings. Uh, men, women, and children, but this is the language they use. How, how can we understand why um, Gaza becomes such an issue over and over again, and they keep, they keep them imprisoned, like a, they say, the largest open-air prison in the world? Yeah. In fact, the, uh, the situation in Gaza could have been created uh, somewhere else, like uh, Al-Khalil or Nablus or uh, uh, part of the West, of West Bank. But the situation, the, the geographical situation of Gaza uh, uh, qualified Gaza to play this role. Uh, and the... the, the uh, uh, the what you call the political plan for the uh, for solving the uh, Palestinian issue is the two-state solution. Uh, it has been on since 1947. Uh, now the two-state solution is uh, supported by the uh, United States of America. Uh, now. The United States of America wanted to create a, a Palestinian state on West Bank and Gaza uh, in uh, such a, a sort of unified uh, geography between Gaza and, and West Bank, then uh, because the, the, the concentration of the population, Palestinian population, is there 
on uh, on Gaza and West Bank, unlike the uh, lands occupied in 1948. So uh, the Jews, the Jewish entity, uh, uh, insisted on uh, handicapping or uh, putting uh, putting uh, what do you call uh, uh, handicaps uh, or I don't know the. Uh, putting uh, uh, obstacles, aqabat, aqabat, obstacles, okay, obstacles. Yes, yes, that's the word. Yeah, obstacles in front. Jazakallah khair. In front of the um, two-state solution. So the uh, the best thing that they could thought of is that to uh, 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 to separate Gaza from. West Bank to start. Okay, so okay. Next step is to uh, help create a, a resistance in Gaza Strip to justify the bombardment uh, from uh, every now and then with the Egyptian side. Uh, 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 making blockade on on the on Gaza, and the the Jewish side also making this blockade, uh, disconnecting Gaza from West Bank. Then, uh, in uh, 14, 15 years ago, they uh, uh, passed the way, uh, or paved the way for Hamas to. Uh, make a coup against uh, the the, the uh, Fatah or uh, PNA authority, and to show the the the, the Americans that the entity, Jewish entity is under threat. So, how can they postpone or put obstacles in front of this two-state solution by? Creating uh, an enemy very close to the to the uh, Jewish entity uh, territories, and for, uh, every now and then there will be some sort of uh, uh, fight. Last fight was uh, uh, completely different. Last battle was completely different. It was not a, a, a confrontation army against on the ground. It was only rockets against airplanes. Now, this time, the Americans insisted on passing a strong message to Netanyahu that it is high time for the two-state solution to be implemented. And no way we can allow you to uh, defer it any longer. So he was forced to for the ceasefire, and he will be forced even to lose his chair in the uh, internal uh, politics of the Jewish entity. So, so if I understand you correctly, uh, and, and for our audience, it's like you're suggesting that there's almost, there's like two plans on the table. There's the American plan since 1948, that there should be a Jewish state and a Palestinian state. And many of us will have seen those images of Palestine, which was a green color in 1917, and then slowly, slowly over the years, more of that green has become white until 
just some of the areas of the West Bank and Gaza is now green and majority is white. So the American plan would be a very large Jewish state and a very small and broken up Palestinian state that doesn't really have any military, doesn't really have any autonomy of its own. But you're saying that the majority view amongst the political leaders in the Zionist entity is that they don't even want that two state. They want to dominate the whole land. And that's why they encourage the taking of houses and the taking of villages and the, and the, the divisions between the Palestinian leadership. Is that, is that right? Have I understood that correctly? Barakallah, um, with, with uh, uh, you know, some remarks about the uh, two plans for the, uh, solving the Palestinian crisis. The first plan, as we said, the two-state solution, uh, supported by the Americans. The second plan was one-state solution, and uh, this is supported by the, supported by the Europeans. Uh, they wanted a, uh, some sort of confederal state uh, housing the Palestinians, the Jews, and the Jordanians. Now, this second uh, plan turned out to be complete failure because the, uh, the, the uh, uh, Jews, the Zionist entity, refused this uh, right from the very beginning. And uh, they depended upon uh, some uh, rulers uh, of the adjacent uh, countries, like uh, the ruler of Syria, the ruler of uh, uh, Jordan, in order to create a situation where the, the two-state solution uh, uh, will, uh, will look uh, uh, far away. Now, uh, this is what happened in 1967. Uh, the, the Zionist entity controlled the whole of Palestine, uh, and in addition to uh, the Golan Heights, and a few hundred square kilometers in the uh, Jordanian uh, lands. Uh, now, the, uh, the Americans, when they uh, did the 1973 war, they wanted to uh, defeat the Zionist entity partially and make some sort of peace uh, agreement with the Egyptians and having a, a known borders from the south. Now we come to the uh, West Bank and Gaza. There is the core of the uh, struggle. Uh, the, the settlements uh, which the, uh, the Jews built on uh, the West Bank territories, some of these settlements are so big, uh, uh, housing more than maybe 80 to 100,000 inhabitants there. So you have something like 650 or 700,000 Jews living in the West Bank territories, in, in settlements, big settlements, small settlements. Uh, this made the, the, the map, which, which you just said, uh, s small pictures of green and then large 
area of white just to stop the two-state solution. And the Americans mm -hmm. said it in black and white. I remember very well James Baker when he was the uh, foreign secretary of the USA, he said in a press conference that uh, every time I come, I'm faced with a new settlement. What's wrong with you, uh, uh, Jews? Uh, and he was, he was blaming them for that. Now, this blame has grown up and, uh, during, uh, uh, during the time of the Biden, uh, Biden administration, grown up to forcing the, uh, Netanyahu to uh, accept the ceasefire, forcing him to go for the two-state solution, and they will, I think, force him to um, uh, move a lot of small settlements from uh, uh, territories of the West Bank. And I heard some uh, uh, Jewish politicians uh, uh, talking about uh, uh, giving the Palestinians uh, an independent state. Moreover, he said, uh, I don't remember his name, but he said, uh, why not giving the Palestinians an armored state? Why, why to disarm this state? Let, let them have a full independent state side by side with the uh, uh, Jewish uh, state, which is known uh, today. So this is the, the, uh, my reading of the, the geopolitics of the uh, problem. Jazakallah I just want to say uh, we've had questions from a few brothers. Uh, Wali Muhammad, Salaamu Alaikum, Abu Aya, Tayyib Muqeem, Abu Hafsa, and Generation Liberation. I'm going to come to all of your questions. In fact, Wali Muhammad, although the, yours is the last question, it fits with the discussion we're having at the moment. What is the U.S. ambition and the two-state solution? And what is the ambitions in the wider region taking in a, into account the two-state solution? So we're already discussing that, inshallah. Uh, and, and really, again, just to try and crystallize this for myself and, and the viewers, um, it seems that what you're suggesting is that the American plan to have a two-state solution is really that the Jewish state and the Palestinian state should both serve American interests and the conflict with Netanyahu and other politicians like him, and maybe even with the mass public opinion within the Zionist occupiers, uh, the conflict is that they want one Jewish state which serves their interests. Have I understood that correctly from you? They want to serve their own interests, not the American interests. And, and this is why there is this tension between Biden administration and, and the current administration and the dominant politicians. Yeah, I, th I think the, the, the Jews are not uh, uh, so clear in defining their state. Uh, right. at, at, uh, at the beginning, during the Ben-Gurion time, he said this state will be like uh, a melting pot for all uh, races and religions. And, and, you know, this turned out to be a big joke. 
uh, now uh, the, uh, since uh, the the time of uh, uh, Rabin onwards uh, they started to talk about or Olmert, Olmert onwards they started to talk about Jewish state Jewish state a, a pure Jewish state is something that cannot at all be realized because you have the um, the Arabs living everywhere in between the the, the cities uh, or the main cities and it will be almost impossible to have a pure Jewish state now when when they talk about the two-state solution they talk about a, a strong state that dominates the land and dominates the politicians of the second state which is the palestinian mm -hmm. that's why everybody know, knows that uh, abbas is uh, employed uh, uh, at, uh, with the israelis uh, in 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 the uh, uh, capacity of uh, president but he is employed by them and his all uh, military uh, setup is serving the uh, Jewish entity now this is against the, the, the wish of the Americans because uh, if this happens means that uh, the, the Zionist entity will be so big and strong and this will harm the interests of the United States of America, especially in the Gulf area. That's why they created the problems for the, uh, uh, the Jewish politics or politicians. And mm. uh, they, they already went through four uh, elections. And maybe they will go for the fifth election. Mm. Now, uh, uh, aside uh, of this, uh, Netanyahu lost a lot of his popularity amongst the Jews after these 11 days because they are accusing him that he could not uh, uh, fulfill his promises uh, to, to give the Jews uh, uh, calmness and mm. uh, tranquility. So it was the normalization that, that Trump facilitated and uh, Jared Kushner, his son-in-law, the normalization with the UAE, with Bahrain, with uh, uh, Oman and, and these places, was that something that obviously would have favored the kind of politics that Netanyahu favored where it was a more strong state which was building alliances locally and uh, or uh, is that uh, is that something that's likely to come to a halt now? Do you think? Not really, because I don't see a lot of difference between the uh, uh, Republicans or the Democrats in in America, right. in American politics. But I would say that during the uh, uh, Trump time, uh, he was uh, playing. Uh, I think there's there's a word which I would say is for 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 daily consumption. It's uh, the uh, the moving the the embassy, the American embassy from yeah. Tel Aviv to uh, to Jerusalem. Uh, by the way, he moved it 
to the uh, uh, in uh, 1948 territory, not 67. Right. Right. Which means that, which means that the Americans uh, have not yet recognized Jerusalem mm. as capital mm. for the Zionist entity. And uh, when he said uh, about the normalization with Bahrain, Dubai, and all these propaganda, uh, it was not real because these states are, uh, some of them are uh, smaller than one Palestinian town. So how can that we, we say that this is normalization with independent states? That was um, the, the real normalization is with people, not with rulers. And also right. the real normalization is with strong um, uh, uh, states for, or big states, like, for example, Morocco, uh, Sudan. Yeah. You know, these, these two, two states, they did not go one step forward with the normalization process uh, since Biden came to, uh, into chair. So okay. uh, this is all something which we should not worry much about. Okay, so it sounds like, you know, we use this term, the carrot and the stick. Uh, you know, the carrot is to tempt the donkey in one direction and the stick is to drive it in the same direction. So it's like Car Trump is offering carrots towards the two-state solution and Biden is using perhaps the stick more towards the two-state solution, but it's all in the same policy direction. Is that is that fair to say? I like that very much. I like that very okay. much and agree. Okay. Jazakallah khair. This is helpful for us to understand. I, I have a few questions here which are very, I think, very good. Um, and, and some are about internal or local politics to where you are, and some are about geopolitics. Aqil Rashid uh, asked this question. He said, why would we support launching rockets when this gives the justification for the occupiers to kill Palestinians and actually does very little damage or doesn't, probably he means, doesn't achieve the liberation. So what would you say to the brother? Well, I would say, Jazakallah khair, now, when we talk about uh, uh, resistance for the occupation, uh, Palestinians used to throw stones only, and uh, the, for the uh, in return of the stones, uh, there were um, a lot of uh, uh, prisoners, a lot of uh, uh, martyrs. So we cannot say that don't throw stones. But this is what they have. They have only stones. Mm. And now they are throwing rockets. I, mm. I don't care about the uh, uh, retaliation or the reaction for the, of the rockets, as long as the rockets, the rockets harm the uh, people occupying uh, Palestine, harm the Jewish entity in every respect and aspect, uh, then I would not say that Rockets are bad, but I would say that neither the stone nor the Hamas and Jihad rockets are, uh, are capable of liberating Palestine. This is only a, a, a sort of, uh, 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 I, I would say, uh, 
motivation for the armies who have the, the, the weapons and who are capable of uh, not only harming the, the uh, entity, but eliminating it and liberating mm. Palestine, liberating mm. Al-Aqsa. This is a good motivation for them to uh, do their job. So uh, the, 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 the rockets, yes, they brought a lot of damage to Gaza. But I would say, Alhamdulillah, this is uh, our faith. This is Qadaullah wa Qadari. Uh, and this should not uh, prevent us from uh, keeping our resistance, keeping using this uh, weak and little resistance as a motivation, calling the people who have the power to come and do the job. Where are the jet fighters of Pakistani army? Where are the uh, jet fighters of the Turkish armies? Where are the uh, missiles 4,000 kilometers, uh, Shihab or something in Iran, in, in Pakistan? Where are they? Why are they still not moving? So as long as the situation is igniting in, in, in uh, uh, is boiling in Palestine, then the Muslim Ummah will one day, uh, uh, I mean, uh, take the wheel. Inshallah, inshallah. We, we have two, two brothers who've asked questions about the local uh, Zionist politics there. One has, uh, Tanweer Abdul Kahar has said, um, looks like Netanyahu will lose power in the next few hours, Sheikh. Uh, is this worth celebrating? Uh, or will the plight of the Muslims continue? And uh, Farooq Khosrow has said, um, it seems Naftali Bennett has backed a unity government implying Netanyahu will be ousted. What does this imply for the Zionist plans in the near future? Well, I think you answered that one when you basically explained that the Biden administration is working against Netanyahu because he is an obstacle to their two-state plan. What would you say to Brother Tanweer who asked the question, if Netanyahu goes, is that worth celebrating for people? Because he's seen as such an evil man. It is not worth celebrating because we don't have difference, any difference between uh, Likud and Labour or uh, yeah. uh, uh, what, they, what they call them uh, uh, white and, and blue. They are all the same and they, mm. they are just playing different roles. Because we, we are, uh, uh, do not uh, uh, count at all on any uh, uh, right or left or middle government in the Jewish entity. Jewish entity is something be, be, behind or beyond our um, uh, uh, political uh, analysis. So we, we look at this Jewish entity as, uh, uh, what do you call, uh, uh, Ghasib. Uh, Ghasib is, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, عَلَى الْيَدِ مَا أَخْذَتْ حَتَّى تُؤَدِّيَهُ Anyone who uh, grips something or gets something from you by force, then you you uh, you uh, you need to uh, uh, fight him 
until you retrieve or get back what he got, what he uh, took by force. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, what he took by force. What he, what he took, took by force. Huh? By force. What he took from you by force, yes. Yeah, So Palestine was by force. We must uh, free it by force. Inshallah. And, and here, um, you answered this question about the rockets. And, and in fact, when we were talking earlier today, um, just discussing the situation, you were telling me how, how terrible uh, the situation in Gaza is that we, we may Allah accept the, the people as shaheed and, and, and we, we commiserate with, the, and, uh, with the, the families of those who lost their lives. But you, you did say to me that the feelings of the people there were even that resisting the way that they resisted was the right thing to do for the sake of Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa. Is that right? Yes, it's absolutely right. Yeah, Alhamdulillah. The Muslim Ummah is an Ummah of sacrifice because we, uh, uh, the, the meaning of life in the eyes of Muslims is different from the meaning of life in the kuffar uh, 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 perspective. So we, we look at this life as a means to al-jannah and they look at the life as something immortal. They, they would love to, to live thousand years or more on this earth. But we say that this is only a temporary uh, 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 life leading to the immortal life as long as you um, uh, fight in the path uh, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, commit yourself to, to Islam and abide by its uh, uh, rules and regulations now uh, if you ask anybody in, in Gaza or in West Bank or any, anywhere else you see uh, do, you, do you think of surrendering and submitting everything to the Jews and say, oh, we are afraid of your power, uh, finish, please, don't hit us again? No, this is not at all uh, uh, heard from anyone in Gaza or anywhere else. They all say, we uh, are oppressed. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to, uh, to uh, soften the hearts of the people of power in the Muslim armies and to come and rescue us from uh, uh, this uh, oppressions and atrocity. So uh, uh, the things are different from uh, the uh, Jewish people. Jewish people, they, they went underground. They, they were so uh, afraid and uh, terrorized and, and horror. And uh, that's why they, they, they told their uh, president or prime minister that you did a very bad job by uh, 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 hitting Gaza, by oppressing uh, the Palestinians, by invading Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa, and they said it to him, why should you go to Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa? What do you have there? This is a very sensitive nerve of, for Muslims. So we, we, we will be finished if you continue going to Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa and invading it.
Okay. So the morals are so high, you can rest assured. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. That's very, very good to hear for us. The morale is very high. Uh, Abu Hafsa asks this. He said, how sincere are the Muslim armies? Uh, in Egypt, we have seen them killing their own Muslim brothers, uh, colluding with the overthrow of Muhammad al-Mursi. Uh, so how sincere? You know, when, when you say that we hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala softens the heart of the Muslim armies, uh, are we dreaming uh, in, in that regard? Absolutely no. Because the uh, Muslim armies are our sons, our brothers, our uncles, and uh, uh, the Muslim armies are not a separate entity from the Muslim Ummah. Uh, because we, we carry da'wah in the Muslim Ummah and we carry the da'wah to uh, the Muslim armies. We uh, contact people, uh, ordinary people, Muslims, calling them for working for the Khilafah and uh, 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 also contacting uh, 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 soldiers, uh, generals in the Muslim armies calling them to support our call for Islam. Now, uh, when we look at the standard of uh, awareness in the Muslim, Muslim Ummah, we definitely find it growing uh, uh, very fast. In the same way, because Muslim armies are from the Ummah, the awareness there is also uh, growing very fast but you mm. cannot notice this unless you go and meet with them and not very many people meet with the uh, army officers army generals soldiers uh, lieutenants because that's why we do not have feedback from armies but we have feedback from the ummah in in the same way because the, the armies are from the ummah so the the, the standard of awareness is growing in both areas, in the civil and in the military. Now, because the, the military set up uh, for the last 100 years is, uh, is, is something so strict, giving loyalty to the leader, rulers, giving loyalty to the land, to the nationalism. Now, this takes time in order to make them to, to, to buy their loyalty to Islam, which is happening, alhamdulillah. And uh, this will be, inshallah, uh, uh, noticed uh, uh, once for all. So we don't have to be news, uh, you know, slowly, slowly. I mean, inshallah. Uh, retail, retail, retail business. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, you've answered a question that was raised by a brother, Abu Ayah, who, who said, is it possible to rely on these feelings that come out of the Ummah and build on these feelings during our work for the establishment of Khilafah? I think, I think the Sheikh answered that for you, brother Abu Ayah, because he's saying that the sentiments that we detect from the Ummah, there are sentiments that will be reflected amongst the sons of the Ummah and the brothers of the Ummah in the people who have the, the Ahlul Nusra. Uh, but obviously feelings and public opinion is not something which is static. Um, 
Uh, uh, thank you very much, Sheikh. It, it, we've talked a bit about the the understanding of people there, the high morale, the sacrifices they make, the the way the opinion has changed about uh, feeling more needs to be done. Uh, we've talked about the internal power politics in the region, but we've also talked about the betrayal of the rulers and the geopolitics, the, the really ultimately what the powerful states in the world want to see. Let's, let's come on now to talk a bit about the alternative, the, the real solutions, if you like, because all this mess that the, the Kufar are leaving in the region for the last hundred years started with World War I, the occupation of uh, Al-Quds and Palestine, and Bilad al-Sham and the division of the region into states. And we want to look, and we've talked about the, the solution being liberation. Um, in Palestine, how do people envisage that happening? What, what do they, how do they see uh, liberation coming to them? If it's not coming from rockets, how do they hope that some kind of liberation will come? I don't know if this is my uh, connection or if it's the sheikh's. Let's see whether we can just try and get this back. Uh, uh, we've lost the sheikh for the time being. Okay, we'll try and get him back, inshallah, and uh, we will uh, we will we will get back. I, uh, I I will try and address the questions from the brothers and sisters who have asked. Jazakallah khair, alhamdulillah. Sheikh Hassan is back. Assalamu alaikum. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, Alhamdulillah. This connection, I don't know why. No problem. No problem. Uh, this is this is the problem with. The, but we're lucky we have the connection. But this is the problem with this technology. No problem. Okay. So uh, I was going to say we're coming on to solutions now. And um, how do people in Palestine envisage liberation coming to them? If they if they think liberation is coming one day, bismillah, how do they foresee that? If it's not coming from the resistance inside. Yeah, alhamdulillah. In fact, the uh, uh, the thinking of the people here is uh, uh, or used to be so nationalistic, and uh, they were confining themselves with the uh, Saxpico. Uh, borders. Now, uh, uh, slowly, slowly, they started to realize that uh, uh, this Sykes-Picot borders are not sacred and uh, uh, they are wrong. And we need to uh, communicate with our Muslim brothers in the adjacent uh, countries and even in the remote countries moreover in with our uh, muslim brothers uh, all over the world in europe in, in in america now this when noticed by the rulers they did their best to reinstate the nationalism and uh, if you see the demonstrations they were full of uh, palestinian flags sykes speak of flags this is uh, something uh, not casual. This is something um, uh, deliberate. Uh, 
because they wanted to uh, confine Palestinians within Palestine, Jordanians within Jordan. Now, this is, I think, no longer this lie can be um, uh, this uh, can can be uh, uh, I mean sold to uh, people. Uh, the the level as we, as I told you the level of awareness has grown up a lot where they mm. feel that we are uh, weak and we are weak uh, too weak to liberate Palestine and we need armies to come and liberate us now slowly slowly they started to understand the uh, main obstacle that stand in the face of liberating uh, Palestine, who are the rulers. I can assure you, none of the Muslims I met or I meet every day, never, ever have any confidence in any ruler. Mm. Unlike the past, they, they used to have confidence in Saddam Hussein, for example. They used to have confidence in Jamal Abdul Nasser. Now, if you say Abbas three times, people will go in deep coma. If, if you say uh, Sisi, they will curse him with the worst uh, you know, expressions. So do they have, is, do, they uh, have fact, do they have hope in the Turkish government? Because the Turkish yeah, government Yes, yeah. speaks good words. Especially, or, yes, yes, or especially Organ. And um, we, have, we have a lot of discussions about those who um, uh, have some hope in Ordogan, you know, simply because Ordogan uh, has got some uh, Islamic paint on his face, right? But in reality, when we talk deeper about the issue, we show them that he is in... Uh, uh, on good terms with the Jewish entity, and he uh, has uh, military base bases, big military bases in, in, in Turkey for the Americans, and Jerlik and the other base. Uh, so, uh, even when we talk about the economy of, of Turkey, uh, people are uh, have some uh, some sort of uh, uh, fake idea about the strength of the economy of Turkey. So when we explain this to them, and the, the, this is not a real um, uh, advancement in the economy, then people, uh, some of them accept that. But you still find some people uh, have some hope in Erdogan. At the end of the day, we say, okay, let's come, uh, let him come and uh, liberate Palestine. We don't mind. We don't mind, but we are trying to read correctly the, the, the situation. Alhamdulillah. Good, good answer. Um, a lot of brothers and sisters asking about what they can do from here. One, one brother, well, one brother or sister who's identified themselves with the label Generation Liberation, mashallah, uh, has said, is the money and sadaqah collected by so many Muslim and non-Muslim organizations and individual efforts actually reaching Palestine in Gaza, West Bank, and Al-Quds. Uh, as far as you know, I mean, you, obviously you can't know anything. Um, what can you say to that, really? 
uh, I remember very well when I was in UK last time, uh, say maybe four or five years ago. And uh, I had the uh, opportunity to give some lessons in al-masajid. Uh, and uh, every time I talk to uh, Muslim brothers in al-masajid and sisters, I kept telling them Palestine needs liberation, not donation. Now, this our brother or sister generation for liberation or donation, it all goes in the same uh, shin at the end. Uh, we we, uh, we do not undermine the uh, sadaqah, the uh, donations at all, uh, bearing in mind that not uh, all the donations reach the appropriate uh, direction. Okay. Or the correct address. It's, this is this must be must be noticed. Not, not because of uh, uh, treason or traitorship, but because the obstacles put in front of these liberations are so okay. high. The, okay. the transfer of money is restricted. And uh, once the, the, the money is found in one, any, any one pocket, then they may be taken out of, he might be deprived of this. Uh, so uh, it's very difficult that you um, uh, make these donations reach the correct addresses. Okay. But we do not undermine Correct. that because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept it. And uh, whatever inshallah. comes, it will be enough, inshallah. inshallah. But this is inshallah. not the right way to, ha to, to, to tackle such a dangerous situation because they, even if you bring all the money of the, um, uh, in the pockets of the, our brothers in the UK and put them in Gaza, this will not help. Because Ismail Hani uh, uh, and his group, they spent over $1 million in Qatar because they lived in uh, five-star uh, hotels. And uh, the, the Iranian uh, leadership sent a blame to him for uh, this high uh, expenses. Uh, so uh, if you collect money, it will go to the people who go to seven-star hotels. We want money to reach the right person. And this cannot be done unless we rescue the right person from the occupation. Rescue, take him out of the, 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 the damage, uh, out of his uh, the ruined houses, uh, give him dignity. And uh, because the, 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 the food is not everything in life. Food, you can find it everywhere. Even in the most difficult situations, you can find food. If you don't find food means your faith has come and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has no risk for you left in, on earth. So uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took his responsibility of feeding people. وَمَا مِنْ دَابَّةٍ فِي الْأَرْضِ إِلَّا عَلَى اللَّهِ رِزْقُهَا Any, any moving uh, body on, on, on this uh, earth, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give him the food and uh, 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 drink and anything. But this is not the solution. The, the solution is the liberation, not the donation. Wallahu alam. Okay. Well, let, let me let me ask you this: liberation, uh, it, it, it's to remove the occupying entity, 
what is the Islamic vision after that? So we, we know we, we have these crazy two state visions which represent US interests or the the Zionist vision which represents just the interest of one group of people in the region uh, to have, you know, uh, so what is, what's the Islamic vision for the region after liberation? What will Islam bring to that region for the people? That's a very good question. In fact, uh, uh, the, we, we as Muslims are obliged to follow the footsteps of Rasulullah Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We cannot uh, uh, create new rulings for liberating lands because uh, Rasulullah when he established the first Islamic state in Medina, he uh, um, uh, uh, took some uh, practical steps in order to uh, eliminate the Jewish entities in the Medina vicinity. And he took uh, uh, proper steps towards uh, opening Mecca and eliminating Quraysh entity. And uh, he took, and the Khulafa after him, took the necessary steps in order to involve into war with the Persian and Roman empires. This is how the entities are uh, uh, dissolved. Because when, when we talk about uh, uh, two-state solution, by the way, the word, the Arabic word for, two for uh, solution is hal, hal. And the, uh, the, the word, the same word, hal, uh, is used for dissolving something. So uh, I said yesterday, the day before yesterday in Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa, that we, we, we should not go for the uh, two-state solution, we should go for which means dissolving both states. Mm -hmm. Now, mm -hmm. we have a great history in dissolving states and eliminating entities. The main condition for this serious uh, procedure is having a state for Muslims called Islamic State. During the time of Rasulullah it used to be Islamic, to be called Islamic State, led by Rasulullah Immediately after him, Abu Bakr came, and the state was called Islamic State, and then it was called later the Khilafah State. Means the state that succeeds the prophethood state. And it will be called Khilafah, 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 until the end of this world. Khilafah State. This Khilafah State is a strong state that implements Sharia law internally and carries the Islamic da'wah externally in order to rescue people from darkness into light. So, unless we have this Khilafah, this Islamic state, we will never be able to liberate Palestine. 
This is the, uh, the broad line uh, of the uh, answer for this question, inshallah. Okay. And, and but what vision does that Khilafah state have for the people of the region? What, what, what would you say? How people could you summarize that? In the region, in, the, in, in, in Palestine, in, like when I say people, I mean, Palestine has always been a place of people of many, of many backgrounds, many religions uh, and, and these things. So uh, how, how does the Khilafah state deal with that? In fact, the fact that you have means... Christians there, you have Jews there, you have uh, you have Muslims there, you have you know others. So how does how do you, please give our listeners some vision of that, please? Uh, first of all, we we must think of the Khilafah state as established somewhere outright outside Palestine, because you cannot at all uh, imagine that Khilafah state will be established in Palestine. Because Palestine is uh, an occupied uh, piece of land, of Muslim land, and the people in Palestine are all uh, prisoners. They are hostages. So, uh, thinking of uh, the Khilafah state being established outside the uh, Palestinian uh, territory, means that uh, this state will come with uh, 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 the, the necessary military uh, uh, power and uh, involve uh, in a war with the uh, Jewish entity or Anybody who is there, it could be Jewish entity, it could be American uh, forces, it could be European forces, it could be, uh, now we have also Abbas forces. Now, the, uh, uh, the, at the end of this war, after eliminating the entity, then we will look at the uh, uh, structure of the uh, people left in Palestine. Okay. Jazakallah Okay. Yeah, I have a few questions here from, from brothers here who, who uh, um, I have um, Really, one, one. Uh, actually, we'll, 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 we'll close with two questions. And really, I apologize to others whose questions have overlapped with some things we've already discussed. Uh, um, Samir, um, Samir Darwish asked, uh, how can we practically stop the two-state solution? Well, I think we've already covered that in talking about the Islamic solution. Gamil Mohammed said, has the U.S. main media aligned its news output with the, in line with the U.S. policy uh, being less favorable to the Zionist entities' actions in Jerusalem and Gaza, I think it has. And I think Sheikh explained that with the Biden administration's pressure, the, the, the media generally will be in line with that. And you can take that as understood. Shahina Islam, salam alaikum, says, uh, Alhamdulillah, Muslims are finally understanding how the Zionist entity was actually created by Britain. Um, 
And what is your advice for those who are shocked with this new reality for them, new for them? Well, I, I would say I will take that with, with this question from Brother Farid, Farid Mia, who said, Sheikh, he asks you, what is the best way that Muslims can help from the UK? What is it the Muslims of Palestine want us to do? So take this moment just to speak to the brothers and sisters listening to you now, the ordinary men and women of this ummah in the English-speaking world. Take this moment to tell them what the people of Palestine would like, what you would like them to do to help in this situation, please. Alhamdulillah. Actually, we address every Muslim, not only in the UK, all over the world, to be part of the work for the re-establishment of the Khilafah. Because you cannot uh, be, uh, um, or uh, they call it non-allied Muslim. There's no non-allied Muslim. Muslim should be allied to his Islam. And our main issue today is having the uh, Khilafah state established because the, uh, the Khalifa will do a lot which we cannot do. Uh, we worked for the establishment of the Khilafah, give bay'ah to Amir al-Mu'mineen and let him do his job. Because all the capabilities of the Ummah will be under his disposal. So, um, um, me as individual, whether in Palestine or outside Palestine, need to be part of this uh, holy and clean work for the uh, re-establishment of the Khilafah. I want every Muslim all over the world to keep saying Khilafah, Khilafah, Khilafah. So people will ask him, what's that? Is it a new tasbih? Is it a new tahmid? Is it a new tahleel? We say no. We still have our Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. But we need to add something new which is very uh, um, uh, pressing uh, um, on every Muslim is the Khilafah is the um, uh, ruling system of uh, Muslims. Why are we Muslims and we live in UK? I mean, it's non-Muslim state. In Jordan, non-Muslim state. In Pakistan, non-Muslim state. How come that British, they have their own British government? And um, uh, Russian, Russians, they have their own Russian government. Why don't we as Muslims have our own Islamic state, Islamic government. This is very important. Now, uh, this is not the, the, the end of the uh, uh, requests from Muslims. Muslims still need to pray, need to fast Ramadan, need to go to Hajj, make Umrah, and need to give hand to all those uh, needy people as much as he can. But I don't want him to satisfy himself by just paying a few dollars or a few pounds and say, I did my best. No, your best is a lot bigger than this best. You can do a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, the Sahaba around Rasulullah 
were even less knowledgeable than you, less money, uh, uh, wealth than you, and they did a lot than us. Why is that? Because they were so sincere to the issue and they were so clear in their understanding of the necessity to establish the Islamic entity, the Islamic Khilafah. So I would say, keep working, raise up your uh, ambitions uh, to, uh, to talk uh, about establishing Islamic State, Khilafah State, not Palestinian State, not Jordanian State. We are not satisfied at all with these national states. And you see what the Iranians, the Turks, the Pakistanis governments are doing. They are stick to their nationalism and which make them complete failure. So we need to change the whole platform. Alhamdulillah. I think that answers the point from Sister Shahina, who says, what's the advice for Muslims who might be shocked at this reality? And Brother Farid, what is the best way we can help from the UK? It is really to join and support this work to re-establish Islam as a complete way of life under Khilafah uh, in the Muslim world so that the political will exists to liberate Palestine. I'm going to end with this question from Mustafa Sayyid who says, what hope do you have from Pakistan and her army? Um, and actually, Sheikh, I'm going to say to you this. I, I said to you to give a word to all those Muslims listening, the ordinary men and women, the brothers and sisters. But there are some men out there who are capable of changing this munkar with their hand. And you've already mentioned that. You've already mentioned that several times. So if one of them or more than one by chance, here's these words from you today. What is your message to those people who are people of Nusra, who actually had the capability of rescuing the people of Palestine and liberating the land? Barakallah feek, alhamdulillah. In fact, uh, uh, commenting on the last question is what hope do you have uh, in Pakistani army, I have every hope in Pakistani army, in Turkish army, in Uzbekistan army, in Afghanistan army, Egyptian, all the armies all over the world. They are our sons, our brothers, our uh, fathers. They are from us and we are from them. They are not a separate uh, 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 faction uh, from the Muslim Ummah. Uh, so we uh, uh, ask them, uh, O Muslim uh, armies, O Muslim uh, generals, O Muslim soldiers, haven't you uh, noticed what happened to uh, your people in Gaza? Haven't you noticed uh, the uh, atrocities exercised by the uh, Kuffar in uh, Palestine, in Syria, in Iraq, and uh, elsewhere. Uh, uh, where is your enthusiasm? Uh, uh, don't you have uh, blood in your vein to boil 
and take your weapons and move in order to rescue those who are uh, uh, being weakened by uh, uh, our enemies, your enemies, because your enemy is the same, like our, uh, our enemy is the same enemy. How can that? You um, uh, lie in bed and take a deep sleep while uh, your brothers, sisters are being uh, killed or uh, uh, being ashamed or uh, uh, the, the, uh, the wealth of the Ummah is being stolen. Uh, who, who is responsible for stopping all this? I'm not responsible because I don't have any power. Uh, Dr. Abdul Wahid is not responsible because he does not have any, any power. But you, as, a, uh, army, as an army general, you have every power to, uh, uh, to use in order to make some effect on the ground. And you go back in history and uh, read the, uh, the history, uh, the, 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 uh, the seerah of the uh, Khalid ibn walid and the uh, army generals of Muslims throughout the history. Read the, the history of Muhammad al-Fatih. Isn't that enough for you to say, oh, yes, 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 Sheikh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Uh, how can I do that? It's not my job to tell you how. It's your job to tell, to, 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 to know how. And I refer you to Sa'ad ibn Mu'adh, radiallahu anhu. When Mus'ab ibn Umair uh, carried the da'wah to him and he became Muslim, Sa'ad asked Mus'ab, Oh Mus'ab, uh, what about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Where is he? How is he? Is he safe? Is he happy? Because I love him more than myself. Mus'ab bin Umair said, Oh, Brother Sa'ad, Rasulullah is frightened in Mecca. In, he is being chased by Quraysh. He said, Oh, Rasulullah is so uh, abused there and oppressed, and we are here living our luxurious life. This is not going to happen. On the same night, he drew the plan for Nusra, for protection, for victory. And then they met in Al-Aqaba Thaniya and did this Bay'at Al-Aqaba. And then he called Rasulullah to Medina, come Rasulullah, you will be safe under our uh, uh, guardianship, under our military and we are ready to execute any order that you give us. How, this is how the, the state were, was established. And this is how the next Khilafah will be established. Alhamdulillah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala carry your words, Shaykh, to the ears of the people, all people, men and women who need to hear them and turn their hearts. The one who turns the hearts, may he turn the hearts towards the truth and guide them to the path that will see the liberation of this ummah so that we can pray 
Salat al-Nasr in Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa Al-Mubarak. Jazakallah khair, Sheikh, for your time, for your words, for your explanations, for your patience. And may Allah protect you and your family and all the Muslims in occupied Bilad al-Sham uh, and, uh, and uh, all the Muslims around the world, inshallah. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Brothers and sisters, uh, this is your regular Al-Waqiyah program on Sunday evenings. Uh, 7 p.m. We hope, inshallah, you'll join this program in future weeks on a regular basis and look out for further comments and shows. And I thank you for joining us. I hope you found it beneficial. Uh, we found it very valuable to have this direct live address and live message from Bayt al-Maqdis, our first Qibla, which remains under occupation. And just because there is a ceasefire, none of us should forget that this land is still under occupation. Uh, it's, it's too much for us that we think we have become used to this blessed land being under occupation. And I wish that all the brothers and sisters watching keep this issue foremost in their hearts and minds and use that to redouble their efforts to work for Islam, to work for the reestablishment of Islam as a complete way of life to work for the Khilafah according to the method of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.